Um, what was the name again? Just forgive me, I don't have it written down. So Moshe Ber Nachman Halevi. Okay. So we're up to Daf Mem Gimel Aleph. We are four lines into the page. Just to review, we said Ein and it's a svara, which means if I send you to do an avera, the shliach is responsible, not the one who sent him. There's no shliach It doesn't go back to the mishaleach. What's the source? It's just a svara. You should listen to God, not listen to the person who sent you. It's not an excuse. Then the Gemara says, but wait, isn't Me'ila an exception? What about Me'ila? There is shlichel zedvar and Me'ila is the exception. Why not learn out from Me'ila? So we said, because Me'ila and shlichel yad is shneik suban ke'echad ein malamdin. Now shlichel yad only works according to Beis Hillel. According to Beis Shammai, there is no source of shlichel by shlichel yad. Therefore, according to Beis Shammai, uh, according to Beis Shammai, why don't you say, um, learn out from Me'ila? So now the Gemara said, because Me'ila and Tvichan Mechira is Shneiksum Ban Ke'echad Ein Malamdin, which means there's two cases of the exceptions, where there is Shlichus Advaravera, which means that when I send it, I'm responsible. Even though I'm not the one who actually did the Avera, I'm the one who's responsible. That's Me'ila and Tvicha Mechira. Tvicha Mechira, we just started, Mamish a second ago. Tvicha Mechira. Is the Gemara in the, on the shelves? Or Sophia? I actually have a Gemara on my uh, seat. So, Tvicha Mechir is as follows. If you steal a sheep and slaughter it or sell it, even though you're not the one who slaughters it, you're still Chayef. means the one who slaughtered it, even though he's a Shliach of yours, you're responsible. So that's an example of Yesh Shliach So there's two cases of Shliach Zedvar That's Me'ila and Tvicha Mechira. And those are the exceptions. Shneik Subagechad Ein Malamdin. Let's see inside. Me'ila Hadamrin. We already clarified Me'ila. Tvicha Mechira Mahi. What's the source of Tvicha Mechira that there is Shlichus Ladvar Avera? The Pasuk says that you steal a sheep and you either slaughter it or sell it. Now, Now, just like selling it involves a second party, right? You have to have another party to sell a sheep, right? You can't just do it yourself. So to the slaughtering has to be done, which means that you're not the one who slaughters it, but you sent it through a shliach for someone else to slaughter and you're responsible. Even though he's the one who did the Avera, but because you sent him, you're responsible. That's an example of Shlichus Advar Avera. What's another source that Tvicha Mechira has Shlichus, meaning Ye Shlichus Advar Avera by Tvicha Mechira? The word Oi includes a Shliach. Okay, these are all sources that there is Shlichus Advar Avera by Tvicha Mechira. So the reason why we don't apply this to Kala Terakula is because Me'ila and Tvicha Mechira are Shneik Sumban Ke'echad. You don't learn when there's a concept found twice, you don't apply it to other examples. The Gemara says, Now what happens if you hold which is that you could learn it out from even though it's found in two different places. So, why don't you say because we find it by Me'ila and we find it by Tvicha Mechira and learn out from it. Even though it's found in two places, there is an opinion that holds that you could learn it out even though it's found in two places. So you should learn out from Me'ila and Tvicha Mechira, which again means that if I ask you to do an Avera, I'm responsible, not you, even though you're the one doing the Avera because I sent you. So why don't we say that? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why we know for certainty, because we find by Shchut Echot, Shchut Echot is the Iser, of Shechting outside of the Beis HaMikdash. You're not allowed to Shecht a carbon outside of the Beis HaMikdash, and if you do, you're Chayv Kares. And there's a specific pasuk that tells you that if I sent you to shecht it, 
outside of the base Amikdash, you're responsible. Not me. Because ain't shlich, I you're a shlich of mine, ain't shlich is varver. How do I know this? The Apostle says, Dam The person who slaughtered it, he's responsible. He's responsible if he personally slaughtered the animal, but not if he sent a shliach. Because if he sent a shliach, the shliach is responsible. Because So therefore, you really have a choice to learn it out from Me'ila and Tvicha Mechira, but we don't, because we learn it out from Shchut Echutz. So the Gemara says, now, that's a source for Shchut Echutz. How do I know that Kolatara Kula we learn now from Shkut Echutz. Here's the question. You have a choice to learn out from Me'ila and Tvicha Mechira that there is Shlichus Advaravera, if you hold Shneik Zubman Kechem Nalamdim, or you could learn out from Shkut Echutz, Ein Shlichus Advaravera. Why are you learning out from one and not the other? So the Gemara says, Adiyalif Meshkut Echutz, instead of learning out from Shkut Echutz that Ein Shlichus Advaravera, Neilif Mehanach, you should learn out from Me'ila and Tvicha Mechira, Ye Shlichus Advaravera. There's options either way, so why are you choosing one over the other? So the Gemara says, Hadar Kasarachman, I'll tell you why. Shchut Echutz has two sources. One source is to tell you, Ein Shlichus Advaravera by Shchut Echutz, and the second source is Ein Shlichus Advaravera Lechalat The Gemara says, because it says by Shchut Echutz, one source was we had Dam Shafach, Dam Yechashev Leishahu, Hu Veloishluchay, Ein Shlichus Advaravera, once, and it also says, it says the word ahu twice. Both times to tell you, no shliach. Shlichem don't, ain't shlichel dvaravir. So therefore, again, shlichel dvaravir means that if I tell you to do the avera, who's responsible, you or me? If you say, ye shlichel dvaravir, it means me. Ain't shlichel dvaravir, you. So we're saying by shchut it says ahu. Only the one who slaughtered it is responsible, not the one who sent it. No. If you say yesh lichos, that means only the one who sent him. Correct. So the point is, it says by shudichutz the word ahu twice. One is to tell you ain't shlichos varavir by shudichutz, and the second is to tell you ain't shlichos varavir b'chol hatarakula. Okay. Imeni in legufay tenei in lecholater. Okay. So now here's the question: If you hold shneik suvan kechan ain malamden, I do not learn out. Then how do I know? because there's no source for it. Right? We find by Meila and So if you hold Malamdin, I don't learn out from those things. So If I hold Malamdin, then I should learn out from Meila and Hence I need the two sources of Shkutichutz to say no. But if I hold Malamdin, right? So I know then what do I need the word ahu twice for? By shchut echutz. This entire thing of using the two sources by shchut echutz is if you hold shteik suvon keachan melamdin. So I should learn out from me'ilan tvicha mechir yesh lechus advaravera to that the Torah says ahu twice by shchut echutz to say no. But if you hold shteik suvon keachan ein melamdin, so then there's no shlichus advaravera, then what do I need the word ahu twice by shchut echutz? It's not necessary. Again, the word ahu twice is telling me ain't shlichus varavera. I already know that. If I hold shikh sumon keachot ain't malamdin, what do I need the word ahu twice for? So it's a, it's a cheshbon de gedaf. It's a good thing we're not doing this during the break. So the Gemara says, So again, shchutichutz is you shecht the carbon outside of the base and make the shichayv karis. So the word ahu twice 
if you already know ain't shlichus of the varavera, what do you need the word ahu twice for? So one is to tell you lemute shnaim shayusim besakim veshayichten. One is to tell you that if two people shecht simultaneously, no one's chayiv because it says ahu singular. Only if one person does it, but if two people do it, there's no chayiv kares. Bechad, and another source is to tell you that you're only chayiv if you do it per purpose, on purpose. Hopefully honest, but let's say you were coerced to do it. You had to shecht it because they put a gun to your head. You're not going to be chayiv kares. Hopefully shaygig, if you did it accidentally, you're not chayiv kares. Hopefully muta, let's say you you did it because you you were tricked into it. There's no chayiv kares unless you shechted a carbon outside the base of English on purpose. Okay, fine. The idach, the other Tana who uses the hahu to tell you, ein shlichus ledvaravera. How does he know these laws? Who hahu the extra hey. And the other opinion doesn't darsh in haze. Okay, fine. So we have a rule. By the way, means that if I hire you as a hitman, means you're responsible, not me. Here's the problem. The sheet of Shammai Hazokin. If I say, that means I hire you as a hitman to kill somebody. So you're my shliach. But I'm not responsible. You're responsible. Right? If you say that means that his actions is a shliach, so I'm responsible. means I'm not responsible. The hitman's responsible. Shama, huh? It's never gonna be both. So I mean maybe Dina Shamayim, but not not uh. So here's the Shiloh. Shamay Hazakin holds that if you hire a hitman, the one who hired him is responsible. That's a problem. The Brisa teaches, If you hire a hitman to kill somebody, So, the first opinion holds, So the hitman is responsible, not the one who hired him. Because the hitman did it. He's the one who actually did it. Ah, he's a shliach of his? Yeah, but, but he shouldn't be listening to that guy. But Shameh Hazakin says, no, Shameh Hazakin quotes Chagei Hanavi, The one who sent him is Chayev. So the first opinion holds that the one who hired the hitman is Potter. The one who, the Shammai holds the one who, the hired hitman is Chayev. Wait a minute. I thought, why am I Chayev? I'm not the one who did it. I hired you. But you're the one who did it. You should be Chayev. So the Gemara says, and what's Shammai, what's Shammai Hazakin's source? He holds that if you hire a hitman, the one who hired him is Chayev. That's the question. So, and what's the source that he holds that the one who hired the hitman is Chayev? Because the Pasuk says, Davra Melech, he set up Uriah Hachiti to be killed. Right? So he basically, he sent Uriah Hachiti to the front line. He was killed by the guy. The Pasuk says that the Navi told David, you killed him. Now, David didn't actually kill him. If anything, he sort of like got a hitman. Like David got the, the nation to kill Uriah. And yet, the Pasuk says, you did it. Which means that one who hires the hitman is responsible. That's Shammai Azakin's source. So the question is, but Wait. Uh, I, I thought it's uh, the answer is Shammai Azakin holds why? because he holds that you could learn out from two sources so Me'ila and Tvicha Mechira which he learns out from and he doesn't darsh in the word hahu to say not like that so if he were, he actually holds Yeshlichus Zavarver huh? Okay. Thank you, Adam. It's a new year, but he's still ruining the daf. That's the, that's the, and that's, that's, the, that's, the last, that's the last answer. No, no. So the first answer is that Shammai Azakin Taka holds 
No, that, that's how the other Tana understands the Pasuk. So, Shamei Azakin Taka holds Yeshichas of Aravera, or Iba Yisema, or another answer, which is Loilam Darsh. Really, Shamei Azakin holds Ein Shlichas of the Aravera. Really, Shamei Azakin holds Ein Shlichas of the Aravera. I. so why does he say that the one who hired him and is Chayiv? He says, Chayiv Bidin Shamayim. He doesn't, Shamei Azakin doesn't actually mean that if you hire a hitman, of course the hitman is going to get the death penalty. The one who hired him is Chayiv Bidin Shamayim. So he could still hold Ein Shlichas Dvaravera. That when he says the one who hired him in his Chayiv, he doesn't mean Chayiv in the death penalty. He means Chayiv in the Here's the problem, though. So now, what's the Machlekes? So what does the Tanakama hold? That the one who hires the hitman is Potter in Dinah Shemayim? There's no way. There's no way in Shemayim they're not going to find you responsible, right? We thought that Shemayim Azakim when he said that the one who hired him in his Chayiv means he gets the death penalty. The answer is not all. The only one who gets the death penalty is the hitman. The one who hired him. Shemayim Azakim just says he's Chayiv in Dinah Shemayim. Shemayim they're going to punish him. So what does the Tanakama hold? They're not even going to punish him in Shemayim for hiring a hitman? Of course, that's ridiculous. So the Gemara says, the Tanakama Nami Potter. The answer is like this. Everyone agrees that the hitman is going to get the death penalty. The Machlaikis is, the one who hired the hitman in Shemayim is irresponsible. It doesn't mean the Tanakama feels he's not responsible. It just means that the Tanakama feels that in Shemayim, they won't find him as responsible. Meaning, Shammai Azokin feels that in Shemayim, the one who hired the hitman is Chayiv as if he pulled the trigger. The Tanakama feels he's responsible, but not as if he pulled the trigger. So they both agree that he's responsible in Shemayim, which the question is, to what extent? Okay. Iba or another answer, and that is, generally, Shammai Azokin really holds, Ein Shlichus but Shani Hasa, murder is different. The Gali Rachman, Amen. He has a Pasuk. Again, Shammai Azakin has a Pasuk that the Pasuk says, David HaMelech, you're responsible, you killed him, which means even though you didn't actually pull the trigger, it's as if you did. So Shammai Azakin generally holds Ein Shlichus But murder is the exception. Okay. Could be. And here's the question. We paskin Ein Shlichus Right? Which means, we paskin Ein Shlichus So which means... Yeah, but no, that he he told them to pull back. They all pulled back. He was he was alone. I think he told them to pull back. I gotta check. I think so. But because of that, that you know whatever his plan was to have him killed, he sent them to the front lines for him to die. So the pastor says you killed him. Seemingly, you're the one is kill. You pulled the trigger. You're chayiv. I he didn't he didn't want to do it. So what is the Tanakam, the Tanoyim who hold ancient Shlichus What do they do with that pasuk? They do with the pasuk what Adam says, which is when the pasuk says that you killed him, it doesn't mean that you're responsible. It means you got him killed by the Ammonites. The same way you're not responsible for any actions the Ammonites did, so too you're not responsible for his death. Meaning, in other words, the other Tanoyim feel that what Dovna Melch did was 100% mutter. Why? Because they feel that he was murdered by Malchus. So it's mamish mikatzel katzel. Shammai Azakin understands the pasuk is saying that you, David Melch, you're you're guilty of killing him. The other Tanaim feel that you're actually completely fine for having him killed because he was murdered by Malchus. Meaning you ha- you he you had him killed by the Ammonites. And just like you're not responsible for the Maisa of the Ammonim, the Ammonites, whatever they do, they're going whatever. So to you're not responsible for his death. Why? Because he was murdered by Malchus. So Gemara says ve'idach. The Pasuk is saying, not that you're responsible, you're not responsible. His death is like the sword of the Ammonites. Just like you're not responsible for the deaths that the Ammonites did. 
You're not going to be responsible for his death. Why? My taima. Because Uriachiti was Mori B'Malchus. Why? Because to David Amel's face, he called Yoyav, he said, my master Yoyav. You cannot tell a king, you cannot use the term master to the king describing someone else. That's Mori B'Malchus. So because Uriachiti said that, he's Mori B'Malchus, he's Chayv Misa. Okay. New sugya. Uh, one more quick sugya. We said that there's a possibility that Shammai Azakin hold yesh shlichos Aveira, which again means that if I hire you to, to, to do an Avera, I'm responsible. But says the Gemara, there's one exception. Even Shammai Azakin holds, if the shliach is doing an Avera that has benefit, has hana pleasure, he's responsible. Like if you tell someone, go live with a woman, I'm sending you as a shliach to go uh, have bia with an Eishas Ish, and they live with Eishas Ish, he's responsible, not you. Even if you hold the Eishelichus because the guy did an Avera that has Hano. If you do an Avera that gets Hano, you're responsible. According to everybody. Okay. The Gemara says, Even if you hold the Chamei Azakin holds generally. If you tell a Shliach, have relations with an Erva, or eat Chelev. I'm sending you as a Shliach Din Chelev. He's responsible, not you. Why? We do not find in Kola Terakula a concept that someone could get a benefit and someone else could be chayv. So the whole concept is an Avera that has no Hana. But if the Avera actually has Hana, you're responsible for doing it. Okay. Question is like this. If I send you as a Shliach, can you then be made? Right? I send you as a Shliach to Mekadosh Anisha. Can you then be one of the Edom? So you'd say, well, yeah, like that's, sure, you're definitely, you saw it. <laughs> but the Be'er of Shilo said, you cannot. So the question is, my time with the Be'er of Shilo, why, why do they say that, that the Shliach cannot be an aid? If anything, the Shliach should definitely be an aid. He's like, saw it happen. So the Gemara says, Maybe it's because I sent you as a Shliach. I never appointed you as an aid. Here's the problem. You don't have to appoint someone as an aid. An aid just means you see it. The whole concept by weddings that we appoint them as Edom is because there's other people seeing and they might be puzzled like this. But let's say there's just two people around and you're Mekadosh and Nisha in front of them. There's no one else, just two men. Is it not good if you didn't appoint them? Of course you don't have to appoint them. Aid just means you see it. So why can't a shliach be an aid? And don't tell me it's because I sent them as a shliach. I never sent them as an aid. They don't, you don't have to appoint them. They see it. So why can't he testify to what he was a shliach for? So the Gemara says, Wait, you're telling me that every time you don't appoint someone is not an aid? Of course that's not true. You don't have to appoint Adam. So why does Tebe Rav Shila hold Ein Shliach Nasa'ed? So the Gemara says, Ella, Rav Amr Shliach Nasa'ed, Alumi Komaami Lamilse. Rav holds that a Shliach can be an aid. On the contrary, it, he's, he's a stronger aid because he definitely knows what happened. He was the Shliach. They say, no, why not? Because the same way, right? Can the husband testify that he was Mekadosh Anisha? No. Right? He can't be one of the Edom because he's related to him. He's one of the principal people, right? The Shliach, because he's Shlucha Shaladun Kamoisai, it's like he's the Chasim. And the same way, Chasim is Pasolaid this on his own wedding, so the Shluchim are Pasolaid this on their own, on the, on the, the action that they did. Okay. So we pass in Sizzam Achleikis, Shliach Naseid or Ain Shliach Naseid. And why is that? Because Then it's like he's the principal. He's the Gay Bedas. He's instead of the Chasin. So the same way the Chasin can't be an aid, the Shliach also cannot be an aid. Sorry, just uh, my brain is. Um, 
I've never done this before. Not daf. Two hours after Yom Kippur. Keep going. Mace, we have a kasha. So you tell me it's a machlekes whether shliach nasid. Here's the problem. We have machlekes beishamim beisilol, and it seems to be universally accepted ain shliach nasid. The price is like this. You tell three people, for me. The question is, what do you mean? The assumption is that everyone agrees, whoever you appoint as a shliach cannot be an aid. So do I appoint all three shluchim so none of them can be an aid? Or am I appointing one shliach and two as aidim? But it's universally accepted that if you're a shliach, you cannot be an aid. So the Gemara says, Bishamay holds... When you tell three people to, to Mikadash and Isha, what you really mean to say is one shliach, so he can't be an aid, but the other two could be aidim. Beis Hillel says, no, kulam shluchanen, ben shliach nasen. Beis Hillel says, no, I think when you appoint three people to Mikadash Isha, you mean all three are shluchan. Everyone agrees a shliach cannot be an aid. The machlegas is, what do you mean, though? But it's universally accepted. Both Beis and Beis Hillel hold that a shliach cannot be an aid. So how does Re- Rav disagree with Beis and Beis Hillel? So the Gemara says, okay, so how does Rav Shtim with both Beisham and Beisil being against them. So the answer is, there's a different version of this Machlokas that has Beishamai agreeing with Rav. So Rav will have to go with the second version that he works with Beishamai. Which isn't also, as you can imagine, not great for Rav to be going like Beishamai and not Beisil, but we'll get to that in a second. Hudomer Kaitana Rav has a different version. He follows Rav Nosan's version of the Machlegas Zetanya. Rav Nosan Oimer Beshamay Oimer Shliach Ve'Eid Echad. Beshamay holds according to this version Shliach Nasaid. So the one of the Shluchim is a Shliach and an Eid. Beshil Oimer Shliach Shneidim. Beshil disagrees. So according to the second version, Rav is following Beshamay. Here's the problem. Is that great that Rav can follow Beishamai? It's not great to follow Beishamai. You want to follow Beishilo. So the Gemara says, V'Rav ki Beishamai. So you're telling me that Rav follows Beishamai only and not Beishilo? So the answer is Eipach. You have to switch the names. So according to the second version, you'll have to go with the second version, but switch the names so that Beishilo holds Shliach Nasa'ed according to Rav. Okay. Rav Acha Bereder of Masni Ika. And there's a different version of the Machlegas that right, right now the Machlegas is Rav holds Shliach Nasaid and Debeir Shilo ain't Shliach Nasaid. This version is the opposite. Rav holds ain't Shliach Nasaid and Debeir Shilo holds Shliach Nasaid. Okay, so a different version. Rav Amar ain't Shliach Nasaid, Debeir Shilo Amar Shliach Nasaid, Vehilchasa Shliach Nasaid. We paskin that a Shliach could be in it. Okay. 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 All right, we're so far, we're, we're doing good. Our brain's working. One more difficult sugya, and then we're almost done. Amar Rava, Amar Nachman. We pass in Shliach Nasaid. Okay? I'm just going to pause it for a while. Okay. So. Okay. Amar Rava, Amar Nachman. Again, we pass in Shliach Nasaid. Says the Gemara. Amar Shnaim. If you tell two people, Tzu Vikadjli is Isha, Mikadash and Isha for me, so you send them a Shluchim. Hey, Nain Shluchim, Hey, Nain Edom. So Shliach Nasaid, they could be Edom as well. Chaim Begerishin. So to go to the next page. If you send two people to divorce a woman, they could be shluchim and they could be eight. Okay. Uh, and then, the chemidine imamana, so too with money. If I send two people to pay off my debt, they could be shluchim and they could be an eight. Okay. So why do I need three times to tell me this? That it applies to kedushin, to gerishin, and to money. So the says tzricha. You need all three. Iyash, meaning kedushin, if it just said it by kedushin. The, the, the concern always when you send shluchim to be edim is how do you know that they're telling the truth? Right? Maybe they're just lying because they want to back up that they said that they that they did the job that they said. So by kedushin is the most simple that they, there's no reason for them to lie. 
Why would someone want to make a woman married? If anything, if you find her attractive, you want her to be single. So by Kedushin, you're making her married. So, like, there's no reason for them to lie. When it comes to divorce, by divorce, it's a Chiddush, because maybe they never actually de- actually delivered the get, technicality reasons, but they found her attractive, so they said, oh, we did. That's a, it's a Chiddush that we still believe it. Then the Gemara says further, even Gerishin, though, it's not the biggest Chiddush, because I'll tell you what, even if both of them found her attractive, she can't marry both of them, so the likelihood that both of them are going to be in cahoots eh, is small. But But when it comes to money, maybe they never actually delivered the money, and they just split it between the two. And therefore it's a chiddush that heinein shluch of heinein edim, that shliach naseik. Okay, let's just get to the two dots. The two, the two dots is a lot easier. This from here to the two dots is the tricky part. Micah Sover, what does Rav Nachman hold? Again, Rav Nachman holds that the shluchim could also be edim. What does he hold? It's a shayla in general. If I lent money in the presence of witnesses, do I need to pay it back in the presence of witnesses? It's a machlegas. If you hold that if I lent money in the presence of witnesses, it has to be paid back in the presence of witnesses, then here's the problem. If that's the case, then why do we believe them? Think about it. I borrowed money from you. I borrowed $1,000 from you in the presence of witnesses, which means I can't just claim I paid it back. Right? Because if I, if I don't have to pay it back in the presence of witnesses, I can just say I paid it back. I can't do that. I give it to you two as shluchim in the presence of witnesses, which means you are now responsible. Because again, I gave it to you in the presence of witnesses, which means you are now responsible to make sure that it goes to that case. So you're claiming that it was given over there, that you actually delivered it. Why you believed. If you don't say that, you're going to be responsible to pay me back. If, if you hold that you don't have to pay back in the presence of witnesses, so then I could just say, I, pay, I paid it, whatever. But no, I actually have to, if you hold that it was given to the presence of witnesses, it has to be delivered in the presence of witnesses, it has to be paid back, which means that if I ask you two to be shluchim in the presence of witnesses, I gave it to you, you're now responsible. You either have to say that it went to him, or you've got to pay me back. So of course you're going to say you, pay, you, you paid him. You're in a gave because if you don't say it got to him, you now owe me money. I gave you the $1,000 to deliver. I gave it to you in the presence of witnesses, which means you're responsible to pay me back in the presence of witnesses. So what do I say? What happened? You're like, oh, I, uh, we delivered it. Of course you're going to say that. What's the alternative? If you hold that if you lent money in the presence of witnesses, you have to pay back in the presence of witnesses, then you're going to pay the Amri loy Parane because if 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 you don't say it's paid back, you gotta pay me. So of course you're gonna say you paid it back. Now look at the Bach. The Bach adds a couple words. Now here's the opposite. Let's say you hold that it doesn't have to be paid back in the presence of witnesses. So here's the question: what do I need you guys for? Again, I borrowed money from you, I borrowed a thousand dollars in the presence of witnesses. If I have to pay you back in the presence of witnesses, and I gave it to you guys to deliver in the presence of witnesses, you have to deliver it to him or pay me. So of course you're negative a dover. So why do we believe you? If I hold which means I don't have to pay you back in the presence of witnesses, so why do I even need your testimony at all? Oh, you're shluchim and you're also edim. I don't need your edus. I could just say I paid it back. I don't need witnesses. I could just say I paid it back. I don't even need. What? Why? Why is your testimony necessary? If it's necessary, you're in a gay If it's not necessary, I don't need you. That's basically the problem. Like, when is it necessary? 
And if it's necessary, you're negeba davar. I know this is tricky. Just do your best. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, Really the case is, I borrowed money from you in the present witnesses, but I don't have to pay back in the present witnesses. I, what do I need you for? I could just say, I paid you back. The answer is, I can only say I paid you back if I actually paid it directly to you. The second I send it to Shluchim, I no longer can make that claim. Therefore, I need you guys. Back to the same problem, though. If you guys are necessary, then why are you believed? You're Negei B'davar. The answer is, Umigu Okay. Basically, when I give you the money, and we hold that it does not have to be paid back in the presence of witnesses. So I'm, I, I give the money to them to deliver to you. Normally, if you guys were not here, I could have just claimed I paid it back. No witnesses, but don't need witnesses. But the second I said I gave it to Shluchim, I no longer, I lose my power. Therefore, you guys have to testify. But here's the problem. If you guys are the Shluchim, you, don't you sort of, you should not be believed, because don't you sort of want to say that you gave it to him? The answer is you don't have to. You could just as easily say you gave it back to me. The halacha is, you only have to make a shvua if you're moide b'mitzis. So you could just claim, I, I don't know what you're talking about. When I gave you guys the money, you have two options. You see, generally, the reason why someone is a problem with a negei b'davar means if you're pushed in a certain direction, we don't believe you, right? Like if you're incentivized to say A, then we're not going to believe you. If, I pay, if, I, if you hold... Let's say I borrow money in the present witnesses, I have to pay back in the present witnesses, and I give you guys the money as shluchim in the present witnesses. You now have to pay me back unless you say you gave it to him. So you're incentivized to say that. No good. The answer is we hold, which means if I borrow money from the present witnesses, I don't have to pay back in the present witnesses. I gave you guys the money to deliver. So you'll say, wait, aren't you incentivized to say, you're not incentivized to anything. You could say you gave it to him, or you could say you gave it back to me. There's no, I. Uh, you know, you're not, it's not made to mix this. You're, you're just saying, you're saying, you could have easily just said, I gave you back the money. I don't know what you're talking about. And no shvua, because you're not made to mix this, there's no biblical shvua. So because you could just as easily say you gave me the money, you could say you gave him the money. And one last point, it's tricky. The Gemara says, but now that there's a concept called shvuas heses, shvuas heses means that Chazal instituted that if you claim you don't know what you're talking about, you have to make a shvua. So now here's the problem. If I gave you guys the money, we said before that you could just deliver it and be the shluchim. Why? Because you're not incentivized to say that you gave him the money because you could just as easily say you gave it back to me. But now that there's a consequence shvua sesis, if you say that, you'll actually have to make a shvua. So you'll be incentivized to say you gave it to him. Okay? And the, class, and the, and the conclusion of this case is that if I gave you guys the money to give to him, you claim it went to him, he claims he doesn't have it, so who has to pay? Me. The Gemara says, You'll have to swear that you gave it to him. He'll, has to swear, he'll swear he didn't receive it. Now I have to pay. Okay, that was a little tricky, but the last line is that, that in this case, if I give you guys the money to deliver, nowadays that there's actually shvuas being instituted, if you claim you gave it to him and he claims he didn't get it, he'll swear... You'll swear, I'll pay. Basically. One last little bit, and we're almost done. Um, 
bito. A man may uh, marry off his daughter when she's a naira from twelve to twelve and a half. Correct. I can get messed up. I can get messed up, yeah. Because you could just claim, you could say you gave it to him. He could say he didn't get it. One of you is a liar, right? It can't be that you gave it to him and it can't be that he didn't get it. Right. You'll swear, you'll swear, I'll have to pay. It would be a foolish thing to give money to Shluchim. If you hold Hamavas Chavir Edim, ain't Edim, for me to give you guys the money to deliver would be foolish, yeah. Pay it directly, pay it yourself. Um, one last little bit, and that is the Mishnah said that you're able to marry off your daughter when she's a Naira, 12 to 12 and a half. The question is, like this. Tanan Hasam will introduce some Achleikas, and we'll get into it tomorrow more. Okay. You know what? Make sure, maybe we'll stop a little bit earlier because it's a whole flow. We'll just go a few more lines. Because tomorrow it's a whole flow. We'll, we'll start with some. Uh, that, that, that was hard to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know how well. I, I, I think I understand it a little bit. It's a tricky subject. Let's just uh, finish up like this. Tanan Hasam, there's a mission getting. Nara Mirasa, if you have a girl who's 12 to 12 and a half, who's married, but she had Arison, so she's not fully married. She had Kedushin, and she's getting divorced. Who could receive her get for her? She's still technically, till she's 12 and a half, she's still in her father's domain. But, but she is. 12 and she's already had Kedushin. Can she receive her own get? It's Who Kedusha? So the Tanakama feels either she or her dad. You could give it to her or her dad. Both are options. Yehuda says, no, no, no. You can't have two people in control. Therefore, it's got to be either she or her dad. And who is it? Her dad. So if you have a girl who's 12 to 12 and a half who has Kedushin, who can receive the get? According to Rabbi Yehuda, Dafka the dad. According to the Tanakhama, both either her or her dad. The question is, what about Kedushin? That's by a divorce. What about a girl 12, 12 and a half? Who could be Makabal her Kedushin? Definitely her dad. The question is, can she also be Makabal Kedushin? So you see, according to the Rabbanon, she can Makabal her get. Can she Makabal her Kedushin? So the Gemara says, This is just a line that if a woman is not mentally capable of holding on to her divorce, you can't divorce him. And if she's mentally incompetent, she can't be divorced. That's just the end of the mission. So the question is like this. What about Kedushin? It says, according to Tanakama, she or her dad can be Makabal Get. What about Makabal Kedushin? According to Rav Yehuda, again, by a divorce, 12 to 12 and a half, Rav Yehuda says, Dafka, her dad. Tanakama says, either her or her dad. That's by divorce. The question is, what about Kedushin? So, Amr, Rish Lakish, Kim Achlekes Legerishin, Kach Machlekes Kedushin. Rish Lakish says, same Achlekes. Whatever they hold by Gerishin, they hold by Kedushin. Meaning, could a t- girl 12 to 12 and a half, who could be Makabal her Kedushin? According to the Rav Yehuda Dafka, her dad. According to Rabbonan, either her or her dad. Rav Yehuda, no, Machlekes Legerishin, Aval Kedushin, Devir Akol, Aviyavalehi. Rav Yehuda says, no, I actually think the whole Machlekes is Dafka by Gerishin. But by Kedushin, everyone agrees Dafka, her dad. So let's just do one more, a few more lines. Why is it that Rav Yechanan says that? Again, according to Rav Yechanan, by divorce, after she can makabel her, her, her divorce. Kedushin, dafka the dead. Why would that be? So Gemara says, What's Rav Yechanan's shita? What's the based on? Gerishin, the machnes, is asma shusavia, bein hiyavin avia, kedushin, mafka is asma shusavia, avia blehi. The answer is as follows. The father has the rights until she's 12 and a half. Right? She's still in the father's domain. The Rabbonon feel 
that she or her dad can be makabal the get. But says Rabbi Yechonon, for Kedushin, it's Dafka the dad. Why would that be? The answer is, divorce, what happens when she receives a divorce? Whose house does she go back to? Her dad. So her receiving a divorce does not weaken the father's stance. On the contrary, it's just speeding her back to his domain. So therefore, the Rabbanon feel she could be makabal a divorce. But Kedushin, the second she's makabal Kedushin, she's leaving her father's domain. They feel it doesn't make sense that we would be able to take away the father's power. The father has her rights until she's 12 and a half. So by Gerishin, the father doesn't mind. Let her be makabal a divorce because she's just going back to my house. So it, it strengthens, it, it sort of like strengthens his hand. But Kedushin, the second she's Mechabalit, then she leaves her father's domain. It doesn't make sense that she should be able to do something that leaves the father's domain before she's 12 and a half. That's the Shtikl Torah of And then tomorrow we'll re- review this last point and we'll reanalyze this position. Right. Okay. Okay.